All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. It is a new theme Thursday based on the songs uh, that are selected for us on new theme Thursday. Uh, we're supposed to be able to guess what the new theme of the day will be. Uh, and my man Harsh got it today. It was uh, the birthday of Ozzy Osbourne happening on Saturday uh, and to pay tribute to uh, the great uh, rock and roll legend, uh, we decided to make him the focus of the theme. New theme Thursday. All right, um, we're we're actually going to be out after this segment. We're going to give you up for Texas basketball. I'll give you up to Texas basketball. I should say the pregame, which is starting at five thirty, just a little bit early, um, and uh, it will be the Texas Creighton matchup. Of course, we'll break that down and preview that just a little bit before uh, we are done, and then we'll let you know what's on tap. There is some breaking news that we got to get to. Uh, a ton of breaking news but this is um man this is a crazy story so apparently antonio brown is engaged in a standoff with police and has locked himself inside his home uh, refusing to turn himself in on an active arrest warrant uh, that was issued for him earlier today for alleged battery police negotiations are trying to reason with brown using a megaphone and brown allegedly has firearms in the house the update police have made multiple attempts to take brown into custody despite earlier reports from several outlets of a standoff there is no communication it says or at least sorry no confirmation that he threatened any violence so they're saying not any violence being threatened uh to categorize it as a standoff might be the wrong language uh amy dash says in her tweet by the way it's at amy dash tv however he is allegedly not cooperating with police um the update Seconds ago, court docs show that this stemmed from an alleged domestic incident with the mother of four of Brown's kids who claims he threw a shoe at her and threatened to shoot her, then kicked her out of the house. He refused to come out when police arrived. Yeah, um, that's troubling. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't know why. I, we know that Antonio Brown's been dealing with a lot of stuff, so. Uh, I'm not sure why this is escalating to this extent. You'd think it'd be as simple as have your lawyer meet you down. He's got a lawyer. I'm sure he's got several lawyers, actually. Meet you down at the station. Uh, just, it's an arrest warrant, and then you can make your arrangements to uh, for bail <clears throat> or um, you know for questioning, whatever it will be, but you can have your lawyer there. So I don't know why Antonio Brown um, has decided to escalate the situation. But remember, no violence being threatened. So that's a really good thing, uh, but he's not cooperating with police. Um, so that's one story. Well, there's another sports-related story, too, um, that we got to get to. A lot of stuff happening. Um, but it is also being reported. I'll give my man Mike Craven credit because he's the one that I saw tweeted out there that Texas State, and they said they were going to move fast. Um, he's uh, tweeting out that Texas State is set to hire G.J. Kinney. He, he tweeted out fuck 40 minutes ago um, and says that Texas State set to hire G.J. Kenny, Kenny, a Texas native who played at Tulsa. Um, is 10 and one his first season at Incarnate Word. Uh, and, and I believe at Incarnate Word, he followed the tech guy, Eric Morris. Was he there at Incarnate Word before him? So G.J. Kenny, that would take him out of the running for the Tulsa job. Remember Tulsa? Um, was considering him to be one of their top choices. We know from the uh, Horns 24-7 report uh, that Brennan Marion 
also a a Tulsa grad. Uh, that was his alma mater that he is interviewing for that head coaching job too. He doesn't have head coaching experience like G.J. Kinney, um, but now this may open up things for him and it may lead to a, a, a better opportunity because uh, now maybe they're uh, willing to consider someone without that head coaching experience now that – yeah, one of their main candidates or top candidates is off the board, if uh, that is indeed true. But Mike Craven is is pretty pretty good. He's pretty money. Uh, so at at Mike Craven, uh, at Craven Mike, excuse me, in the Twitterverse. So that's the other breaking news for you Texas State fans out there. I would like the GJ Kenny hire too. That would it would make a lot of sense. You want someone who can. Uh, reinvigorate your high school football recruiting transfer portal give it and it take it away um, and Jake Spavidal was under a lot of pressure and didn't get a lot of support um, but he was I mean, because of that pressure I think he thought he had to win right away and the transfer portal is the best way to do that uh, the transfer portal for a program like Texas State should be um, secondary it should be kind of a complementary talent acquisition vehicle for you i think you gotta have some you know some recruiting uh inroads and you gotta have some recruiting relationships with high schools and you gotta start building that program with some of that that high school talent and i don't think they did enough of that now you're gonna lose that talent now it's got to be a pipeline that replenishes annually for you because you're gonna lose that talent to texas state level you just in the nil world you can't keep your good players that's reality you ain't going to keep your good players, so you got to keep bringing in new talent year after year. When somebody plays really well at Texas State, they're probably going to hit the transfer portal, go get paid somewhere else. And you you got you got to bake that into your model. And you, whoever you bring in, you to explain that to that coach. Hey, I need you I need you to make sure that you can, you know, rinse and repeat and renew and replenish the roster yearly because at a place like Texas State, it's going to be hard to keep your really good players for three and four years, not because they're going to the league, but because they want to go get NIL money, and you don't have a ton of it. Yes, you're going to organize the sugar daddies and the sugar mamas, all right, the boosters and the donors there at Texas State that do have the money, but the truth is you're still going to be limited there. Got to get back to high school football recruiting, and G.J. Kinney's got a lot of connections there. His dad was a former coach. The story about his dad is crazy. That Remember the story about his dad that somebody tried to murder his father, like a disgruntled parent? Obviously, mentally disturbed one, too. But a disgruntled parent, Jeff Doyle Robertson, father of a player who had complained to coaches and administrators regarding the, the way his son was treated, walked into the Ken Fieldhouse and shot head coach Kenny at point-blank range. Robertson then fled in his pickup truck. Uh, Kenny Sr. was on the phone with another coach when it happened. Kenny Jr. was taken into protective custody because they didn't know they couldn't find the guy at the time. Um, he survived with only a 10% chance to live. As a matter of fact, I believe at one point they told the family that he did die. Um, but that was not the case. He ended up surviving. Um, and the guy they found him, he ended up getting 20 years for aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. But anyway, that that's just a crazy story to reminder about what happened to his dad. But his dad was a high school football coach, so he's got relationships. With high school football coaches who will, you know, they they'll they'll give them the the diamond in the rough. That's that's not a three four star prospect. That's a guy nobody's looking at, but a damn good football player that can go to Texas State and um, end up helping you win some games. And that's what you need. You need those relationships with coaches that go, nah, nobody's recruiting this guy. But I'm telling you, he's one of the best old linemen that I've seen in a long time. I don't know why nobody's looking at him. 
I, I think he can start at the, at the, at the next level. And, and be a really good college football player. Those are the kind of guys you're going to need, but you're not going to know about them unless you have those types of relationships. So I actually like the move. I think it's a good move for them. And I wonder how it affects uh, Brennan Marion's candidacy to be the head coach there at Tulsa. And he's a fast riser. If somebody offers him that job, Horns 24-7, I believe Taylor Estes reporting, uh, he's likely to take it. He's not going to pass it up. Her, her sources are telling her that if he's offered that gig, he's going to take it. And if you're... You know, if you are Tulsa, I wonder if there is um, a more attractive option. Every time I sit down with college football coaches, talk about coordinators, Brendan Marion's name always comes up. He's a fast riser. He's not calling plays here at Texas. That's what makes Texas less attractive because he doesn't, wants to go somewhere and call plays. He's just interviewing for the job. So whether they offer it to him or not, we don't know. Um, but I know he wants to go somewhere and probably start, mm, you know, getting his play calling chops and credibility and street cred once again. Um, I know that for a fact just because, you know, he's got, he's got aspirations to be a head coach, head coach one day. He's been pretty obvious about that. Um, he's said that openly to people, and I do believe he was a huge, uh, tremendous help for Texas when it comes to their two tailback sets, their yards per rush increase, yards per play increase out of their two tailback sets, mostly because he brought in his go-go offense, triple option run game with a West Coast passing game um, and meshed it really well with where Sark did. As a matter of fact, your most productive personnel grouping this year it was your 21 personnel. I mean, it was because you have your best players, Rojo and Bijan, on the field um, with your premier talented tight end and your two wide receivers. Didn't really have a third wide receiver. And honestly, your 21 personnel, I guess JT Sanders was that guy. You really didn't need it. Um, so I think he's been great uh, schematically uh, for Texas, helping add to the ph- offensive philosophy. Developmental-wise, I don't know if the wide receivers got better. We talked about that. Um, all right. Um, those are the bre- that's the breaking news. Also, earlier today, Tom Herman, this also was kind of late breaking news, but Tom Herman hired officially as the head coach at Florida Atlantic for the Florida Atlantic Owls. Tom Herman will be the next head coach there. I think it's a great place for him. Uh, We talked about uh, his time here at Texas, kind of gossiping about our ex, that Tom Herman, there's a good football coach in there uh, somewhere, but he's not necessarily a program builder. I think his his downfall here at Texas, ultimately because he wasn't a guy that valued relationships, which is why when he left, there were no players, you know, tweeting out uh, how much they love Tom Herman on social media. They weren't advocating for him to stay. Neither were the boosters and the donors. Hell, even his fellow coaches were throwing him under the bus. His boss, CDC, didn't like him. Fans, they had grown tired of him, especially after the Sam Ellinger photo after the Texas OU game and the handling of the eyes of Texas. He had no allies, mostly because, not because he didn't win games. He won games here at Texas. He had no allies because he didn't value relationships. And we know that from the time he came to the 40 Acres, first thing he told the parents <laughs> all right was hey um you know don't talk to the media you're not allowed to talk to the media yeah, well you don't know if you're going to tell a parent they're not allowed to do something you you already screwed up you <laughs> you know you already you, you didn't value that relationship no you don't tell parents what to do uh that was you know part of him not really understanding the assignment not getting the magnitude of the job but also not valuing relationship that's why his recruiting fell off toward the end because what's our what's, what's recruiting just relationships right with high school football coaches with players with families with moms and dads that's all it is and Tom Herman didn't value that enough i think that's the ultimate lesson he's going to learn and he'll be a better coach for it, no question. All right, let me tell you about 
something you'll be better for, and that's reaching out to my good friends over at Apple Leasing. That's right, folks. Apple Leasing, uh, they uh, understand that time is money, and they want to save you both. My friends at Apple Leasing have the ability to put you in any make or model vehicle that you want. The professional over at Apple Leasing can help you get the price you want, the payment you want on the car that you want. And all it takes is one phone call or one click on Apple Leasing's website, and you'll get a quote on any make or model vehicle that you want. They can even give you an estimate on the value of your trade-in right over the phone. Apple Leasing Simple Interest Easy Lease makes everything, well, simple and allows you to have a lot more flexibility, which is going to give you more possibilities and options to help you find the vehicle that fits you best, but more importantly, the vehicle that fits your budget best. Inflation is through the roof. We all know it. We all feel it. It's never been more expensive to buy a new car, buy a used car, or buy anything for that matter. So leasing makes more sense than ever. You're only paying for the part of the car you're actually using. So call Apple Leasing today at 512-346-9977 or let them see how much money they can save you. They get all the same discounts, all the same incentives that the dealers do, except my friends at Apple Leasing, they pass those savings on to you, the customer. So give them a call, 512-346-9977 or visit AppleLeasing.com. That's AppleLeasing.com. All right, we got a few minutes before uh, we get out of here and we'll let you know what's on tap. But we got Texas basketball coming up. Big matchup versus the uh, Creighton Blue Jays. Um, I believe my man Patrick's probably already down and everything's set up, ready to go. Um, So we'll get a great breakdown about this matchup tomorrow. I'm feeling like the Longhorns are going to win this game because – uh, I, I think that Creighton offensively, uh, they are they're going to be a lot to handle, but that is Texas's strength is their defense, so that matchup doesn't concern me as much. The three factors that I think are going to be huge, three-point shooting and three-point defense for Texas is going to be big in this matchup. Creighton is shooting around 38% from three-point range, and all their starters pretty much are really uh, good from behind the arc, uh, especially the, the uh, six foot seven guard, Baylor Shireman. Um, he's shooting around 44% from three-point range. Um, his length might be an issue too, uh, but Texas all year long, and they haven't really faced, I think, the um, opponents uh, of the caliber that uh, the Blue Jays have because Creighton's you know, faced Tech and they've uh, Beaten Arkansas, beat Tech two, lost to Arizona uh, in that Maui Invitational, mm, but you know still shooting uh, at a a really high clip from behind the arc. Texas is holding opponents to twenty six percent three point shooting in the games they played so far. That's going to be one of those stats to watch. If Creighton's hot from three point range, that's a problem. That's something Texas really had. They dealt with it a little bit. Honestly, it's kind of what the, kept the Zags in the game, but it didn't keep them in the game long enough uh, because Texas ended up separating and ended up winning that game convincingly. Um, so that's something to watch. Also watch the turnovers. Uh, Creighton's great at taking care of the basketball. They're 17th in offensive turnover percentage. Not around 14%, and Texas is phenomenal at taking the basketball away. Uh, twenty, nearly 29% uh, turnover rate force for Texas. Uh, that is the fourth highest rate in college basketball. You're talking about elite defense um, for Texas, and you're talking about one of the uh, better offenses in the country. The seven foot one center, Ryan Calbrenner. That's going to be a matchup issue. So big game from Dylan DeSue. You need a big game from Christian Bishop, who, by the way, is a transfer from Creighton. So he's got some added motivation uh, in this matchup. But Ryan Calbrenner is averaging around 16 points per game, only six rebounds per game. So he doesn't 
He's not a force on the boards necessarily, uh, but he is he is on both ends of the floor. Um, he is going to be a guy that inside can dominate. He's, he's Big East Defensive Player of the Year, so he's a great rim protector, um, but also leading the Big East in field goal percentage because once he gets down low, um, he's a guy that you know if if you if he gets that entry pass and he's deep enough, that's eh, pretty much all she wrote. So if you're Texas, make the entry passes down to the post. Really, really tough. They did a great job of that versus Drew Timmy and the Zags. And also you want to try to push him out of that post, uh, try to get him to set up closer to the elbow uh, as far out of that paint as possible. Um, that's going to be a challenge for DeSue and for Christian Bishop. So Texas has their hands full. I mean, this is, this is basically March Madness in December. This is it. It's the Elite Eight matchup. This will be kind of a Final Four type matchup. Another guy to watch, though, Trey Alexander. Really good player, shooting 45% from three-point range. I feel like we're always talking about these guys uh, and their prowess from three-point range, but they got a lot of dead-eye three-point shooters. Uh, Trey Alexander, second-lean scorer, um, also crashed the boards really well, so he's another guy to watch. Um, and something else that we didn't talk a ton about, but my man Harge brought it up too, uh, Ryan Nimhart, um, really good player. Um, he's the one that keeps the offense moving. He's the... He's the guy, the, the straw that stirs the drink, if you will. Uh, averaging nearly six assists, uh, nearly 13 points per game. He's got 47 assists and only nine turnovers. So he handles the rock a lot. Um, so those two guys, Ryan Nimhart, he's one to watch. He's not big. He's only six foot, um, but he does a great job controlling the pace. Also shooting 42% from three-point range. <laughs> so that's the guy you got to get to turn over the basketball. You see... Uh, Texas forcing him into making mistakes with the basketball, putting a lot of pressure on him. That's good. And also Ryan Calbrenner, um, he has, I think he's averaging like one turnover per game. So when he gets the basketball, if Texas can force him into making some bad decisions with it, um, make him panic a few times in the paint, um, that's a good sign for Texas too. But make no question about it, this is going to be a hell of a contest. And I also like what they talked about on Light the Tower um, that Texas is really deep. You got nine players with it, with at least uh, averaging 15 minutes per game. Creighton doesn't do that. Creighton's got about four guys averaging, you know, 25 plus minutes per game. They're not as deep as Texas, and they're coming from that Maui Invitational. Their last matchup, they lost versus Arizona in that. And, you know, the time zones and uh, just, you know, them playing in a new arena like Moody uh, with that crowd uh, with obviously was going to be a rabid uh, Texas basketball crowd. Maybe that plays a big role down the stretch. Second half of this game. Maybe they don't have the legs to keep up and Texas can separate that way by just throwing bodies at them. And they got a ton of them. I want to thank my man Corey for doing a great job twisting and tweaking the dials. Thank my man Harge as well. And thank you for listening. Remember, the revolution will not be televised. We'll be talking about it right here on Ball Don't Lie. We love you guys for meeting that. Take care of yourselves, but more importantly, take care of each other. Don't go anywhere. Pre-game for Texas basketball coming up next. Peace.